Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. And welcome back to another thrill-packed episode of Sports Tonight College Football. I'm your host, Jim Johnson, along with our college football expert and guru, Mike Lowe. Mike, how you doing? Oh, we are just packed with thrills this week, Jim. We are only <laughs> three days away from meaningful football, and man, am I ready. I tell you what, when we actually get to games, there might be too much for us to handle because it's been so exciting in the preseason. My goodness, actually playing games, I'm, I'm not sure if we're ready for that. You uh, sound yeah, like you're yeah. ready. I know, this is like actual real football, something yes. that's taking transition. place on the field and yeah. actual competition and, man, yeah. Right, but we're not done with off-the-field stuff yet, and obviously the big news of the week was the big, enormous, ginormous TV contract that the Big Ten got with several networks, uh, a very... NFL-like uh, type of contract with not quite NFL money, but I saw that word that started with a B, counting the uh, money. My goodness. Tell me a little bit about that, Mike. What's your take on it? Yeah, well, I think you nailed it, Jim, when uh, you said it, it, it kind of looks like the NFL. And uh, I don't think that's any coincidence uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, the new commissioner, Kevin Warren. He's still relatively new, I guess. This is his first TV deal. And, of course, his background is NFL. Um, and so you're going to see a Saturday, if you like Big Ten football, that very closely resembles Sunday. It's going to yeah. be Fox. It's going to be CBS. It's going to be NBC at night. It's going to look a lot like an NFL Sunday. Um, you, you know, you'll see Fox will most weeks have a window at uh, noon Eastern time. Then followed by, followed by CBS at 3.30 Eastern time. And then NBC most weeks will have a night game, just like they do on Sundays. Um, it, it's certainly no accident. I think uh, if you are a fan of the Big Ten, this is absolutely terrific. The other thing that's noteworthy about these channels is they're all over-the-air broadcasts. Uh, so all of those cord cutters or people that never got cable in the first place and just love the rabbit ears, those people are going to be able to watch three Big Ten games every Saturday. Um, this is... Great in terms of, as you said, the money. Uh, but as far as visibility goes, you know, it's uh, TV viewers. They tend to go to those main uh, network broadcast networks whenever they're channel surfing or whatever. That's always where they go first. That's why they get the best ratings. And, of course, the best games are going to end up on those three networks, too. And I think it's kind of interesting the way that they're going to determine that. Uh, but, yeah, this is just it's a win all the way around for the big 10. And we talk about, you know, the competition between the big 10 and the sec. And when it comes to the football on the field, obviously the sec is well out in front in terms of that um, money wise. So off the field, I, the big 10 just got a pretty big edge. I think over the sec with this deal. Now will all that money end up kind of helping the big 10 level things out in terms of the on field competition. We'll see. 
but certainly the money is going to be there for them to spend on coaches. It's going to be there for them to spend on recruiting. Uh, you know, if they're allowed to invest in the NIL or if they actually just start paying the players, the money is going to be there for the Big Ten schools to do that. And so it'll be interesting to see over the life of this contract where where that ends up going. And even with the pieces going to CBS and NBC, it's really interesting that you've got a, a very clear Fox versus ESPN element. Now that ESPN, that's maybe the biggest news here, is ESPN got cut out after 40-some-odd yeah. years of carrying Big Ten games and cut out of, it looks like, most of the sports. You know, they, they had those Monday night uh, Big Ten basketball games for a long, long time, I remember watching. Of course, nobody's really looking at basketball. This is so football-driven. But, uh, yeah, SEC is, is lined up with ESPN, and ESPN runs the SEC network. you got Fox that is, uh, I think, 50% stakeholder on the Big Ten network. And it's actually, uh, they're up to 61% okay. now. Um, it was originally, uh, the Big Ten, I think, had 51, and Fox had 49. And then it was uh, it was only last year, I think, um, it, was in a, it was written into their original deal that Fox could, or actually, the Big Ten had the option of selling 28% of their stake to Fox, which they did for a hundred million dollars. And that was the timing of it was no coincidence that it happened last year because that hundred million dollars uh, helped make up for huge revenue shortfalls that the conference had due to COVID. That's a good point. Well, now, um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, let me get it back. Derailed there, well, and I, back you know, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you know, I, I, I mentioned something about how, uh, you know, they're going to decide who gets what game. Yeah, go ahead and, and touch on that. And so Fox is the leader is, you know, kind of at the top of the pecking order, but it's not going to be where Fox chooses the best game each week on a weekly basis. Oh, okay. They're going to pool every game, put them into one big pot and then say Fox will get the number one pick, which means essentially Fox is probably going to get Ohio State, Michigan every year. But then say, you know, NBC gets picked number two. So, you know, given that this is the future, maybe they take USC Notre Dame number two mm -hmm. and which, you know, could very well end up being the best game of the week it's played. And so there could be weeks where you actually see CBS or NBC have the best game. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what uh, some of these games look like that end up on these big three networks, because yeah. obviously, you know, you're, you're going to get your, uh, you know, Ohio State's playing Rutgers or, you know, your um, Michigan's playing Illinois sometimes. And maybe that's actually one of the best games on a particular week. But, you know, it's still, uh, you know, it's it's good for those schools, Rutgers, Illinois, Maryland, Indiana, um, you know, to get on CBS, NBC, Fox, that's a good deal. And her. Well, and this sounds to me like a billion-dollar fantasy draft. I wonder if it's going to be a snake deal or if it's going to be one, two, three, then one, two, three, or, or what that. But uh, that, that's yeah, I, yeah, we don't have the specifics yet on how that'll work, and I don't know whether that'll ever become public. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of outlined, hey, this is how we're going to do it. It's going to yeah. be all the games go into one big pool, and we're going to have a draft from there. 
Now, uh, there's still going to be some games on the uh, streaming, uh, I understand, that uh, Peacock is going to pick up some. Now, yeah. they're not going to get the cream of the crop by any stretch. They're going to get Rutgers Northwestern and those kind of games, it sounds like. Correct, right. Yeah, that, that's what you would expect. Now, um, all of the games that are shown on NBC will actually be streamed on Peacock. However, okay. there will be eight games per season that are exclusive to Peacock. And yeah, those are those are not going to be your most desirable matchups. No. Um, you know, same with the ones that end up on either Fox Sports One or Big Ten Network. But both of them are still going to be very much involved in um, broadcasting. And of course, um, you know, this is going to apply to basketball too. Right. Um, like you said, you know, ESPN is out on basketball. They had a huge inventory of yeah. you know Big Ten basketball that all of a sudden these games are out there. And remember, you know, we're adding USC and UCLA, so that right. inventory is growing. Um, I don't have the figures right in front of me, but I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, once USC and UCLA join, Peacock's going to have as many as forty some. Um, Big Ten basketball games that they'll be showing. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, obviously Big Ten Network, uh, you know, all these different entities are going to be picking up some of the inventory that didn't go to ESPN before. Right. The CBS or, or that, already... did, that did go to ESPN before. So you have right. all this extra inventory now and all these other, uh, you know, entities are going to be picking up a lot more. And, of course, you know, Big Ten Network, they still have all of the uh, Olympic sports to show. Um, and from what I understand, Peacock will have some of those too. So you'll see like Big Ten soccer, wrestling, baseball on Peacock and Big Ten Network. But it, if, it's, if it's happening with a ball, you'll probably be able to find it somewhere if it's a Big Ten game now. Although that's yes. been largely true anyway, but that's been more... Uh, based on the Big Ten Network, but my goodness, it, it's sure. such a... The, the, yeah, the big deal to this is definitely the headliner, the three headliner games on the broadcast over-the-air networks uh, in their own exclusive windows each and every week. That's right. that's really the big takeaway from this. Now, let me ask you something, and maybe I'm asking the wrong guy this, Mike, but can you actually get oversaturated with or are, is there enough of a market for a Big Ten triple header almost every Saturday? And then other games on, on streaming, uh, if, if you want to get it. That's a lot of Big Ten football. If, if there is, we haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> you well, know, uh, out, I mean, right? uh, you know, obviously the networks and the advertisers that buy the airtime still love live sports because that is the last bastion of people who actually watch live television as it happens is live sporting events and so if you're selling airtime and if you're somebody buying air airtime to advertise there's your captive audience because most of those people are sitting there watching the commercials because they want to be part of the experience as it happens you know there's probably i do it from time to time um but i don't think very many people out there will for instance dvr a live sporting event and say at halftime they'll start watching so that they can go through all the commercials and usually the only reason i do it is because it's uh it's one of those noon eastern time games and it's nine o'clock out here in the pacific coast and i'm out walking the dogs Right. And so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have any choice. I got to do the DVR because the dogs are not going to stand for not getting out for a walk. Yes, they're not football fans. What can you say? 
Um, well, are... I, I, yeah, I didn't train them well there. <laughs> oh, well, you're not perfect. Um, what about, uh, is Fox going to continue, and you may not know this, but is Fox going to continue showing primetime Saturday games? Because they've been going head-to-head -head with ABC on a lot of Saturday nights. Are they now going to yield that to NBC? Do you know that? Uh, most weeks. I, I think you'll see some flipping of windows here from time okay. to time. Um, you know, for and keep in mind, you know, uh, NBC still has its commitment with Notre Dame that right. runs through the 2025 season. Um, Fox still has its commitment with the Big 12 uh, that goes through 20, the 2024 season ends after the 2024 season and of course uh presumably you know you're still going to have oklahoma and texas in the league through that season so i used it as an example in the write-up i did on baltimore sports and life um the oklahoma texas the red river game is probably a game that for sure fox is going to want and so you can see them kind of flipping and that, that game always kicks off at, new, at yeah. new eastern time yeah. And so you could see them kind of trading off with somebody, maybe yeah. CBS or somebody like that, because also CBS still has the SEC uh, through 2023, which is actually the first year of the Big Ten's deal. Um, however, you know, the SEC switches over to ESPN. And so uh, CBS in that first year will only be doing ten, uh, seven Big Ten games. Okay. Well, yeah, they they're going to have quite a juggling act for a couple of years there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But a nice problem for them to have. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. That's... All right, Mike. Well, thanks for your insight on that. I wanted to go ahead and flip over to now we have actual live rankings, which are almost as good as games, right? You got actual rankings <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, because and this is for... where we actually get to crucify the media. Right. Hey, who doesn't love that? Well, technically, we are a part of the media, but we're pretty low on the food chain, so nobody looks at us, right? All the, all the missiles are flying way over our heads. So that's not a bad place to be. Uh, and shockingly, Alabama is ranked number one. Who saw that coming, right? I mean, geez. Although they, yeah, yeah. there were nine votes they did not get. Uh, yeah. First place yes, vote. this is true. True, so, true, true, true. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, you know, I did my um, way too early. I think I did this right. At, it was sometime in early May. It was when spring practices ended uh, my yeah, way too early too top yeah. 25. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we went over that on a show. And so I kind of decided, uh, let's go ahead now that we've kind of, uh, you know, we've done all these preview shows. So I've really had an opportunity to go into a deeper dive. Uh, we have more information out there in terms of maybe who's won some quarterback battles, uh, you know, who's maybe had some injuries already where they've lost uh, some players for the season and just a little bit more information to go on. So I said, all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, re-rank the teams. I didn't have major changes. In fact, my top seven didn't change one bit. It's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Texas A&M, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Utah, one through seven. Um, where I really started to change, uh, there, there's two, uh, actually three, three teams that I really had major movement with. One of them is I've, I've kind of warmed up to Michigan. Okay. Um, I moved were kind of cool on them earlier. 
I was cool on them because I really didn't know I was, you know, I, I thought their defense was going to be suspect. And, mm -hmm. and it, that may still be the case. But the more I look at them, the more I hear about them, I think they can make up with a lot of that with their offense. And so I actually bumped them all the way up. Uh, I had them 14th. I moved them all the way up to number nine. So they okay. went up five spots uh, for me. And uh, my big slider was Ole Miss. Um, I think there's just a little too much change, a little too much uh, – Way too much turnover there in terms of both uh, coaching and uh, player personnel there for me to really feel good about where I had them. Um, it was initially, uh, da, da, da. where did I have them? Uh, I, I had them at 10th. Um, I don't know what I was thinking there. Mm. I moved them down to 15. And then the other, the, the big mover, um, because I, I, you know, I've spent at least two portions of this show touting how much I like Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they did not even crack my top 25 right after spring. And I don't know what kind of a mission that was on my part. If I just forgot about them, overlooked them or what, uh, but you wouldn't be the first that's one. wrong. <laughs> they got to be in there. So I, I actually okay. had them at number 16 after not having them ranked at all. Well, I'm looking at the uh, Associated Press Top 25, and your revised picks are falling more in line with uh, some of those. They had uh, Ole Miss at 21, um, for example. The one that really jumps out at me that is probably not going to be a good pick, down to 22, they, they had Wake Forest. And with Sam Hartman out for a good chunk of the year, yeah. that doesn't seem... Like yeah, I had them at uh, number 21 after spring, and I dropped them. They're, they're out. Um, yeah. I, I ended up dropping them completely out. Uh, you can probably look at Kentucky as the team that replaced them. Um, but, yeah, yeah, with, with, with the Sam Hartman news, um, I, I dropped Wake. Now, I noticed the Associated Press at number 25 had a team you were touting as a team that might sneak up on some people, BYU. So maybe I have them a lot higher. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I have them all the way up at number 11. Uh, I'm bullish on them. Uh, you know, I oh, think they're the G5 right. team to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, if, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> that's, that's it. You look like a genius. Uh, you know, uh, you not, know I'm, but... I. I don't know. I, I think maybe maybe I'm overrating them, but I think to say that they're only number 25 with all the players they've got coming back from a team that was 10-3 and three last year, yeah. that to me schedule. is, is yeah. way low. So, uh, you know, i got to call out the AP voters on that one. Um, you don't have to be as optimistic as me, but they're better than 25. Come on. Well, talk about calling out a voter. Somebody on the coaches poll voted Texas number one. They should lose their vote. I mean, come on. They didn't even, uh, I, I don't know if they got any votes in the uh, AP. They didn't, yeah, they, they finished. Uh, that was 27. the coaches' poll? That was the coaches' poll. And they still, with that number one vote, finished 18th in the coaches' poll. I mean, uh, come says, on. Maybe Nick Saban did that since uh, they get to play each other this year. He wanted to uh, get them a little overconfident. Maybe that's some of that rat poison he likes to talk about. Oh, by the way, since you mentioned the Sabinator, did you see the new contract he, or the new extension 
that he got from yeah, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, he's up at the top of the heap again. And yeah. one of the things that, that, well, two things that I found interesting. First off, that there's an escalator clause in, clause in case the salary shift up again, that his will automatically shift up because you don't want him underpaid, God knows. Uh, but then he still had, gets bonuses. He gets a bonus for making the SEC championship game. I'm thinking, he's at $11 million a year. He gets a penalty for missing it. He shouldn't get a bonus <laughs> for making it. What are you paying my, him $11 million for? My, my uh, first thought about that was, and, um, you know, when you take this along with the extension that Kirby Smart just signed. Right. Uh, he's a, he's a $10 million plus Money now. that was given to, say, Lincoln Riley, yeah. um, Mel Tucker's extension, James Franklin's extension. And uh, I'm like, what must Dabo Swinney be feeling right now? Because... Mm. Other than Saban, you know, Kirby Smart just won a title, but he's got just one. You know, here's Dabo with two national titles, probably thinking, what's going on here? Um, but I did look up the terms of his uh, contract, and apparently, um, if not, if they haven't already, then by the time the 2022 season is over, uh, they'll be reworking his deal because I think it's actually stipulated in there that um, – you know, with all the raises and all the money that's getting thrown around, there's it's a stipulation in there to re-examine his deal. Uh, so I, I, I guess Dabo will be taken care of in time. I'm I'm sure he will, and if not, he will make that his displeasure known because he he is not one who suffers in silence. He, he, yes, he does not stay quiet about that sort of thing, nor he does is. he make any apologies for the money he's paid. No, not really. No, okay. yeah. So, uh, did anything uh, surprise you looking at the uh, AP poll? Did anything jump out at you? Uh, you know, Wake Forest jumped out at me as as uh, being too high. But uh, boy, if you look at the teams that didn't make it, you got some real blue bloods that uh, did not make the preseason top twenty-five. And we talked about that during some of our previews. Yeah. Well, you know, there's <laughs> good old Texas. Um, yeah. You know, I. Yeah, I, I think uh, everybody's going to just kind of play the game of, look, you got to show me, uh, yeah, Texas. No, that's good. Um, you know, they're, they're not just going to automatically buy in. Of course, you know, th there they are in the in the coaches' poll. Um, you know, I, I guess coaches just don't have enough time to pay attention to, you know, what other teams are doing. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I was a little surprised to see Tennessee left out, um, Iowa left out. Um I'm not bullish on Penn State, but I'm surprised seeing how much everybody else seems to like them this season. I'm a little surprised they were left out too. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, I I actually agree with leaving Penn State out. They're they're another one they got to show me. Right. Well, and uh, all of those schools you just ran off, they they fell behind three G five schools: Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, taking up those last yep. three spots. So now Cincinnati, I actually uh, dropped in my revised poll. I had them at number 25, and I moved Pitt up into their place. Um, you know, when we were doing the Coastal Review, the more I dove into Pitt, you know, I just kind of looked at, you, you look at what they lose, and when you really take a closer look at what they still have, um, I, I had to put them in there somewhere. So they're my new number 25. Okay. 
Well, now I want to shift a little bit because we're talking about the preseason poll. And, uh, you know, one of the questions about that is, okay, especially since these teams don't play preseason games, you know, nobody has seen them other than in practice. So yeah. how good are they preseason polls in projecting what actually winds up happening? Oh, uh, they're probably garbage, and I have a feeling you're going to talk about that. And really, um, gosh, after I was just touting Michigan, uh, you know, it could be as late as October before we really know how good they are because their non-conference schedule is a joke. Yeah, they their, play, their schedule's really backloaded. Yeah, they play Colorado State, who are okay. Yeah. Then they get Hawaii and UConn. Um, <laughs> And then, and then their first Big Ten game is Maryland. Um, who, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I think uh, they're you know, not going to beat Michigan. It, no, no, they're not. I do think, uh, you know, if Michigan's defense is kind of iffy, then uh, I think Maryland's got the kind of offense that they could maybe make them a little uncomfortable. But I don't see Maryland coming out of there with a win. No way. Right. Well, uh, but. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I was going to say, I, I think you're, you've probably uh, got some information there for us about just how often these preseason polls miss. Funny you should mention that, Mike, because I do. I'm staring at it, and I haven't shared it with you because I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. We're going to have a little fun with this. Somebody with way too much time on their hands went back the last 50 years and looked at the preseason AP poll and the final AP poll and did a calculation of, and this is... Uh, teams that were ranked in the preseason poll at least 10 out of the 50 years. And they did a calculation of how many of those teams made the poll. Now, they didn't measure how close they were to the position, just were they on it in the preseason? Did they make it at the end of the season? All right, the easier ones are the ones toward the top. Throw out a couple teams that you think are at the highest percentages of finishing in the final poll that makes the preseason poll. So they were in the preseason poll, but and didn't. They, no, and they, and made, they were not. And no, they, they were not. Want to do the good ones first. They, they, they were in the preseason and made the, the final poll. It's some position. Okay. So the ones that were relatively easy to predict. Um, gosh. 50 years. So that's. Almost as old as me. Okay, so trying to think who who have been the consistent programs. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Penn State. Uh, let's see, they uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They were tenth. They made uh, forty preseason polls out of fifty and made the final one twenty nine. So they had a seventy two point okay. five percent. Pretty good. Okay. How about uh, how about Florida State? Uh, better. They made 40 preseason and 30 postseason, 75%. They were seventh overall. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we probably got to think of the SEC schools now. So let's go ahead and say Alabama. Yeah, there you go. Number two, 41 preseason polls, 35 postseason, 85.4%. Okay. And then um, how about, let's see if I can get number one. I may as well go with Ohio State. Not bad guess. That's not number one. They're number five. Forty out of forty-eight, and they uh, they had the highest number of preseason. They made forty-eight out of fifty preseason polls. And Alabama okay. had forty-one, and the number one school 
had 42. It was 36 out of 42. 85.7%. I'll go with Michigan. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Not bad, Mike. 85.7%. Not bad at all. Uh, Number three was a little surprising given recent years. Nebraska. Okay. Now, again, they've been so bad, they've missed the poll completely, so you can't, sure, so this doesn't count. Sure. They were 34 yeah. out of 4. I would think uh, Oklahoma, now that I think about it, Oklahoma's probably ranked highly. Right behind them. They were 39 out of 46, 84.8%. And then okay. uh, Virginia Tech was number 6. They were only an 18, but they made it 14. And then rounding out the top 10, Miami, you already got Florida State. Texas, Kansas State only made 11, but they finished in the final eight, and then Penn State at number 10. Okay, okay. let's go down the other end. Mm-hmm. Teams that made the preseason and did not make the postseason. The disappointing group, and the, the worst one, I will give you the numbers, made 17 out of 50 preseason and only made four postseason, 23.5%. Just... Just 17 times in 50 years. So they probably had. I don't a think you're going to get short... this one. Because I, I didn't. I was nowhere close to getting it. But maybe with your awesomeness, you might get it. Uh, so they're often overrated. Uh, but, they, but they weren't overrated that often. <laughs> they weren't rated that often. Oh. Man, uh, I'll just throw out a weird name like Syracuse. No, they did not make 10 preseason polls, so okay. they're not on the list. How about North Carolina? Oh, that's a great choice, almost. They were the second worst. They also made okay. 17 preseason polls and only finished six. Some of Mac Brown's work mixed in there, round one and round two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were a comfortable second from last. Okay. Um, I'm just going to stick with the ACC. That's working for me. How about Virginia? Uh, Virginia did not make 10 preseason polls. Okay. That makes sense. Um, hmm. I don't know because I don't think Georgia Tech would have made enough either. No. No. Uh, um, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, One more shot at it. Uh, yeah. How about... Let's go out west. Uh, Arizona. No, they did not make 10 preseason polls. Arizona State okay. was the third worst. Only 8 out of 20. I, almost, threw, I almost said state. And then Stanford was fourth from worst. Um, so going down to ten bottom ones in inverse order, Arkansas, Wisconsin, Washington. Oh, I'm sorry, Arizona was on there. They, they were sixth from last. They, they were five out of ten. Uh, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, Stanford. You got Arizona State and North Carolina. And the worst one in this poll, Michigan State. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, interesting. Four out of seventeen. See, I would have figured they they made more than seventeen to start with, but they only mm-hmm. finished in the top twenty-five four times in the last fifty years. 
when they were actually ranked to begin with. Well, yes, they they probably finished more yeah. times, but they were unranked to start. The yeah, season, yeah, yeah. They just yeah. weren't ranked in the preseason poll those years. Yeah. And wow, Stanton, I would not. I, yeah, I that really stunned me, and it's bad news for. And them, of course, I would have. Are... Yeah, I would have had to say Notre Dame would be somewhere in the top ten, but because uh, I mean, who is more consistently overrated than Notre Dame? But they, they you were... know, I guess they're overrated in regards to not only are they preseason, but they managed to stay there no matter how many games they lose. <laughs> they weren't great. They were in the bottom half. They were twenty-four out of forty. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I think uh, yeah, Michigan State is ranked this year. So they hmm. are. In fact, yes, uh, are. I, I I have them rather highly ranked. Uh, yes, number are. number nine to be exact. Yeah, AP has them fifteen. So uh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Maybe, well, may not want to count on that. Yeah, we'll see. You see, they break the trend. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. All right. Come on, Mel Tucker. I need some help. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so we do have one game of moderate interest coming up in Week Zero, and I think Week Zero is is duly named for the yeah. amount of really good games there are. But yeah, and reason, if I can, go ahead. I, you know, I just want to put my uh, my czar crown on uh, yeah. real quick here because we're talking about Week Zero, and so let's just make. Week zero, week one, and let everybody schedule games this yeah. last weekend in August because, yeah. you know, it, it initially started out, it was just for the teams that, you know, were playing games outside the continental U.S., like this right. Nebraska, you know, or teams that, you know, uh, went to Hawaii or that sort of thing. And then it just kind of grew into, well, you know, if you want, you know, if you got a reason, appeal to the NCA, and, you know, they seem to be handing out these waivers without you know a whole lot of diligence i think it would be good let's just yeah yeah surprise surprise yeah um you know i i think it would be good for the sport for a couple of reasons one it helps you spread out your best matchups over an extra week of the season you get two bye weeks which you know i think would be beneficial for the players you know give them more rest in between games and you know, the second reason is there's only one week where a one full week of games where college football has the football world all to itself. And that's next weekend, Labor Day weekend. Why not make it a second weekend? Because we've seen what they're doing on Labor Day weekend now. You've got, you know, you got a big slate of games Saturday, but you've got a couple of nice games on Sunday. You've got a game on Monday night. They're taking advantage of those free time slots when the NFL hasn't started up yet. Why not give them a second weekend to do that? You know, we'll have some good games. Spread out those good week one games, you know. Play some on Saturday, but have a couple of nice ones on Sunday and Monday night, too. Um, Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't see any reason not to do it. Well, I agree with you. And um, so, for some reason, Nebraska and Northwestern are going over to Dub or are over in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so this was stadium. actually supposed to. It was supposed to happen last year, I think. Uh, it was Nebraska and Illinois were supposed to go over there, and it got um, it got canceled because of COVID. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, they, they they pushed it back. They've been trying to do this, I think, for a while, and it keeps getting uh, pushed back because of COVID. Notre Dame played Navy over there years right. ago, and obviously yeah, that makes, makes a lot sense. of sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame makes sense. Nebraska Northwestern. Well, you know, maybe they figure that Notre Dame game went over so well. Why not show them some different teams? We'll see. Okay. You know, they're certainly not getting our best, but <laughs> no. you know what? You know what? This is the one game that's really worth talking about in week zero. So, damn it, we're going to talk about it. Well, go ahead and talk. What do you? Who do you like there? Well, I, I'm assuming uh, Nebraska there, but yeah. uh, you know, I like. I like Nebraska uh, to win outright. Uh, I've seen lines where they're getting anywhere from 12 and a half to 13 and a half points. I, mm. I like, I like Northwestern to cover. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't think, you know, I've, I've said it repeatedly. I'm not all that high on Nebraska. And so I don't, I'm not sure, especially when you factor in, uh, you know, all the travel, um, you know, I, I it's the first game of the season. Uh, one of the things you see, especially in college, in the first game of the season uh, with teams, it's not so much offensively or defensively where they're not in a flow. Special teams are where you tend to see a lot of mistakes in the first game of the season. Right. And Nebraska's special teams were abysmal as it was. So, you know, I – this just makes it even more so. At, again, at factor in all the travel. I know they're already over there, so they they have several days to adjust to the time changes. But um, it's just so far out of their weekly environment, their regular game prep environment. I think that kind of equalizes things a little bit more. Uh, so for those of you who, you know, if you're getting 12 and a half or points with Northwestern, take Northwestern. I can't argue that point. Now, um, since a lot of people are, are not going to hear our podcast ahead of the Thursday or Friday games coming up next week, why don't we touch on them just very briefly. Um, Thursday night gives us the renewal of the Backyard Brawl, West Virginia at Pittsburgh. You don't think much of West Virginia this year, do you? Uh, I don't, no. I, uh, I definitely like Pitt in that game. It's uh, they're, they're the better team for one, and, uh, you know, they're also at home. I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, JT Daniels, how he does with the Mountaineers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been quite the journeyman uh, mm-hmm. over his college career. And, you know, maybe, uh, maybe he'll be a great fit there, um, but I don't see them beating Pitt in Pittsburgh. Well, on Friday night, uh, Illinois at Indiana, another Big Ten conference game, as they have not been shy about moving up uh, early conference games in recent years. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll we'll definitely continue to see that. Yes. Uh, they got yeah, a lot of windows big, to fill. Uh, yeah, on the new con uh, the yeah. new contract, um, that, those games are just worth too many too much money. So uh, you know, even with the three big uh, Saturday windows, uh, at least in the early half of the season, the Big Ten will still be playing plenty of games on uh, Fridays. Well, uh, so tell me a little bit about Illinois, Indiana. Um, you know, it's it's at Indiana. Uh, Indiana's coming off a rough year. Illinois seems like they got some momentum going on the Brett Bulimia. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I like Illinois in that game. Um, I think. Indiana, it was, you know, I, I don't know whether to say that uh, 2020 season and, and, you know, sort of 2019, that was a decent, okay season for them as well. Um, 
if that was an anomaly. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much I like their quarterbacking situation. Um, you know, they lost Penix, who actually uh, just this week was named the starter for Washington. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I favor Illinois in that game, even with Indiana at home. Um, you know, Brett Bielema, I'm interested to see what they do in the, the second year under him because, uh, you know, I, even though they only won five games, I think they surprised a lot of people um, in his first season. Of course, you know, when you're Illinois and you go and beat two ranked teams on the road like they did, a lot of people are going to take note. And um, we'll see whether or not they make a second season lead. Uh, I'm kind of curious there. I don't I don't know that they will, um, but it's it's worth watching. Yeah. Okay. And um... I think we'll wrap it up on that because we got some big games coming up that we'll be talking about next week. Uh, and I'll just big, tease yeah. it like this. Big, big, big. Actual big, big, big games. Big, big. Yes. Uh, and who knows what else is going to happen between now and then. It's always uh, something. Yes. Yes, that off-the-field stuff does not stop when the games start. So uh, we'll have not to try to work everything around it. But uh, uh, we're excited to have college football coming back. And... Uh, Mike, I know you're a college football lifer, so you got to be really ready to roll and get that TV warmed up and uh, start sucking yeah. it in, right? So I uh, I actually uh, get my television through YouTube TV, and oh, okay. uh, there was they 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 didn't drop the news, but it's more uh, sources are saying they're finally going to allow for the. Um, uh, picture and picture not picture and picture but like four screens at one on your tv at Ooh. once yeah Ooh. and they yeah they haven't announced the date yet but they Ooh. need to get that for in time for week one you know Sweet. they got they got 10 days 10 days youtube tv make it happen yes and you can't see this on the podcast but Mike not only is that, really, but they, yeah, then really I can, firm about I can that. do the same thing on my iPad. So I got four games on my iPad, four games going on the TV. Uh, Wait. That's, I'm going to be all set. Make it happen, YouTube. And do it. Mike, I grew up where we got one game on ABC on Saturday, and we're happy to have uh, I remember. I remember. I remember those days, uh, <laughs> yeah, before the big uh, Supreme Court decision. Yep. That, was, that yep. was nuts. And then all of a sudden, yeah. The, Boom! Yeah, the, it just the floodgates keeps, opened, and it just keeps coming. And they keep adding uh, FBS teams, so that means more games, right? Exactly. Yes, James Madison, welcome to FBS. Their yeah. first season. That in their program, uh, my wife went there to school, and uh, I actually uh, visited there. Went to a basketball game, uh, yeah. but I, I'm really curious to see. They had such a good. FBS. Well, they they were terrific at the FCS yeah. level. You know, I think you know they get mentioned in the same breath as North Dakota State. Right. You know, basically the two, they are the Alabama and Georgia of the FCS. Right, and it's uh, interesting the different paths that they took because North Dakota State appears to be just hunkered down in FCS and like this is who we are, this is what we're going to do, and JMU's thinking, nah, we can do a little better than that. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see we'll how see. that goes. We will see. It'll yes, be fun we will to see. All right, well, um, we will be talking to you this time next week, and we'll have a few results to talk about, but also previewing the big games, and as Mike alluded to, whatever else happens during the week, who knows. So um, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week.